yeah what's up guys welcome to a test episode of the all-time podcast you weren't supposed to be getting an episode but we're uh trying out some remote recording so this is cool it's 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 um it just took a bit of effort and we were able to do it much easier than we thought it's crazy how since march we we recorded absolutely nothing for so many weeks and now we finally well (laughs) figured it out yeah more or less as well as much as we can um i want to i want to shout out the fuel up guys right away because (laughs) they did an episode like this and i was like okay we can't like we can't not do this we cannot try at least not try right yeah so Steve, you you're working from your place in your in the room that we usually record. Yeah, I'm 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 recording from where we usually do our live episodes. Well, uh-huh. our live episodes, our episodes in person. Mm-hmm. And I'm in my basement. Yeah, so there's a good chance that the audio on my voice is going to sound a lot cleaner than the one on yours. Because I'm using uh, Apple headphones. Yeah, it totally passes for. A short hey, episode that we're gonna do. If we can get if we can get some episodes out and get our product out, then why the fuck not, right? Yeah, I'm done. Uh, same thing as usual. Uh, this is just an episode for you guys, so hopefully you guys are all doing well. You guys are all safe. Yeah. Uh, and uh, being home by eight o'clock, or else you know what happens after that, right? Yeah. Uh, we're recording that, this after eight o'clock. We're safe. Yeah, we can't get anything. We can't get in trouble. We're in our basement, so. Yeah. Uh, so what's up? What's been up with you? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it was a funny night. The kid discovered how to rip glasses off my face. Oof. So it, was, it was a lot of fun. She she was getting a good kick out of that. Be careful, because um, when they take them off your face, they don't, the way they play with them is they go directly to break them. Yes. Yes, I've caught, I've caught that a few times, or a couple of times to her mouth where she knocks herself in the face with them. Yep. So I'm always afraid she'll hurt herself, but no, she's uh, she finds it very amusing. So I enjoyed that. Um, it's too bad you can't be here because I rearranged the the room a bit. I don't want to call it our studio because it's it's a fucking spare room. Well, it's I not like I can touch it. anything when I get in there, right? I I get to sit at the desk. Why can't you touch uh, you, anything? Okay, so you'll make me touch your guitars and your CDs. Oh, I mean, you've you've touched them. I, I know that you don't. You're not violent with them. You've set, you've helped me set up the mics and shit. That's true, but I can't touch your CDs. Well, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's a you do to mine what you'd want me to do to yours, right? Oh, I which I trust you in my room hundred ten percent. No, I do trust you. Um, like. You you've been okay. Yeah, I've been good actually. I've been uh, I've been working. Uh, I've been keeping calm. I'm less stressed. I feel good. Uh, just I've been spending enormous amount of funds on CDs. Insane amount. That's what we do. Like it's crazy, but like the last month, I've gone over five hundred dollars in CDs. Wow. Like me a couple of months ago, well, a couple of months ago at the beginning of this shit. But like, just let's just start off with rebuying CDs we don't need. 
Mm -hmm. things that we already have in our collection and just rebuying it because they have different covers (laughs) (laughs) no yeah yeah we did that uh, there were a couple actually, of Doom the, albums that had well, the Mouse and the Mask, the Angel Doom has a gorgeous artwork on the reissue fuck that's cr- it's a crazy artwork yeah, it's super nice and uh, Born Like This which mine was damaged on purchase because of the uh, person <laughs> handling it on the other side well, it was Digipack, right? yeah, so because so we used it- to get cost people would write the actual cost price on the on the CD. And I guess back then I was a little more timid and not like I didn't want to say too much, but somebody went to write on the Digipack. So there's a nice 11.98 then engraved on the Digipack. Well, my, my born like this in my tower of CDs was close up to another cd that still had the sticky in the back nice so because it's digipack it ripped off uh when i went to take it out of my tower the top of the front of the cd so that was all fucked so i needed a new one (laughs) regardless of his passing or just and i find that the artwork is kind of like more made for it for a jewel case. Really? I find the Digipack is fucking gorgeous. And if it didn't have that engraving on it, I would be totally fine with it. Yes. And it kind of like pops up like the... Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. But I like... I have it's like an glossy issue with... parts that stick out. Yeah, I have an issue with Digipacks though. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. The thing with Digipacks that's really cool is like, born like this was a day one purchase, right? Yeah, well, so I bought having... it the first day. That's it. So having the Digipack is very much reflective on that. Like now mm-hmm. it's a jewel case because the Digipack was un- like a quote unquote limited edition. Yeah. Even though there's no but, bonus or anything, but. Yeah. You see what happens when you have time on your hands? You just end up spending money on <laughs> like you Like I was just looking at like the Jay Dilla that, that you rebought me. I didn't need that. I just oh, didn't like yeah. the way it looked. So it's on its it way. becomes, yeah, it's an, it's fun. But yeah, like the last couple of months, like like forty dollars one CD, fifty dollars another one. Did you end up finding the KMD stuff that uh, you're missing? No. Uh, no. You show, no like, Black Bastards got listed at about thirty bucks, right? Yeah. And you didn't grab it. No, because I was I I, I would rather buy something like that from amazon directly than the buyers i don't know i'm that's fine i i I don't know what to do i'm gonna wait it out a bit and see what happens i'm sure it'll go back in print somehow things usually come Uh, back around yeah yeah but i just want to get black bastards and i think i'm gonna settle for all that because we have basically everything uh the second victor vaughn uh forget that that's like fucking eighty dollars. I saw. Oh, yeah, it's not two- even on streaming platforms, right? No, I saw that at like two hundred dollars a euro. Yeah, it's insane. You know what I would so, like? Yeah, is the special herbs box set. Oh, I saw that. But they're fucking crazy expensive too. Yeah, well, the well, box set is, is fucking nice. Though. Well, it's a box set. It's a digi pack of three discs, right? Yeah, I would love to have that. Didn't I've you passed on it box? so many times for Operation Doomsday. No. 
You don't want the lunchbox? Nah, fuck it. Well, my Operation Doomsday is in horrendous condition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the mm, MM food, whatever it's called, we <laughs> I want to get the original. Oh, with the wrapping? With the, yeah. Oh, yeah, good luck. That's probably super expensive. For sure. Uh, but besides that, I'm just spending like crazy money on just CDs. I've been buying a lot of Bandcamp. Mm. Um, and it's crazy, but we had this conversation. We'll jump right into it. We had this conversation uh, last week regarding just having fun and discovering things about artists. Yeah. Like, I've been listening to a lot of, like, uh, Riggs, Mooch, uh, a lot of guys from New York, and something crazy, Ransom, something crazy that I did was look at their featurings because I really enjoyed the features they had on their albums, and that, that brought me into a whole different direction where I discovered uh, Daniel Sun and the producer Future Wave. Mm-hmm. not listening to them for a while and then going on their website and buying their CDs and not knowing that these guys are from Canada. Mm-hmm. These guys are from Toronto. So I was just like blown away to the fact that I discovered artists through featurings uh, and or production value and then noticing that these guys are from Canada, but like you wouldn't tell you like, unless you dig deep and find out about artists, yeah, you don't know where they're from. But what is Canada's hip hop sound? Like what would have even told you that they were from here? Well, that's the thing. They don't sound like they're from Canada. They have that grimy street sound. Yeah. Uh, they have a, they, their stuff sounds New York. At, and to an extent of sounding like super like Boston hip hop. Like I thought these guys were from Boston, but mm. discovering that they're from Toronto, uh, there's A-Sun Eastwood, there's Daniel Sun, and there's Future Waves. I was just like, it, it blew my mind. I've been listening to Toronto guys, but I had no idea they were from Toronto. Right. So it brings me to a point of, learning about your artists and discovering things and just not listening to it. You know what I mean? Like there's more to get a bit more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, And another thing that's crazy is uh, I was talking with Malenko uh, ransom uh, did like a bunch of EPs. He's an artist from New Jersey, a bunch of EPs, deleted scenes. The the cover art is like horror movies and all the songs are from like horror movie names or like uh, like movies like Eyed White Shut and stuff like that, like those mm-hmm. type of movies also. And he did like four or five EPs with a producer named Nicholas Craven. Okay. This producer, believe it or not, is from fucking Quebec. Okay. So it's crazy to hear like a guy, a producer from Quebec work with, uh, an artist from New Jersey and this artist from New Jersey is not new. He's been around this, in the hip hop scene for like, like he used to do songs with fabulous and Joe Budden and be on the DJ clue mixtapes back yeah. in the, the late nineties, uh, early two thousand. So it was crazy to me. And this guy I worked with again, Riggs Mooch from New York, 
He's worked with all these guys, Planet Asia. Like he's worked with so many of these artists. But you don't know unless you dig deep, unless you you do your research on these artists. Yeah. And it's it's fun. It's like you discover all this amazing stuff. So it I, like I'm I'm enjoying that. I'm having a blast with that shit. Getting obsessive with. Uh, well, yeah, but it's yeah, cool that they're from Canada. For sure. for sure. No, but Steve, they're from Canada. You don't. I don't look. Look, I'll be honest with you. I don't look at Canada as a fucking huge in the hip hop world. I don't like think the hip. Big picture, I don't think many people do, and even for just music in general, there hasn't been much out of Canada as of late. I'd say besides like, like if you don't make it mainstream from Canada, there's no like, you know, like there's no like middle tier yeah. artists. You know what I mean? Like there's the there's the Drake, yeah, which is massive. Uh, and then there's like the Cardinal Official, like, you know what I mean? Like that's the there's no there is in like, betweens, but they're not like yeah. So you see other guy that shot Megan. What's his name? Tory Lanes. Uh, Tory Lanes. Right? Is that like? But how's that working for like, us? <laughs> fuck, pretty bad. But. I, I I love how I could discover this stuff and it to me it's just like oh wow like yeah, it's, no, it's super it's, uh... it's it's cool and you've been listening to a producer produce for New York artists and you're just like fuck he's from Toronto this is crazy mm-hmm. so anybody out there that wants to discover like dig deep into your artist and future wave he's a producer from Toronto and he's incredible he's along the lines of alchemist wow. style production uh early alchemist uh, you get some weird stuff in there like it's super great so like i'm just fucking enjoying that right now and yes nice. i'm doing uh deep dives on some artists that i knew eventually i would have to kind of not that i would have to but i would be interested in discovering more about so now this week was it's the, <laughs> the week started with a, a trip on the Kinks, who are... Oh, okay. I mean, if you know, they were kind of like the third tier to the Beatles and the Stones. Mm-hmm. There was the Kinks, and they had... They were often Ray Davies. They're is often credited as like the... the, the, the I don't want to say the guy who... Well, he did influence all the waves of punk that followed, right? Even mm-hmm. though they were more on the psychedelic side. It started with a kinks phase. And let me see what I'm missing from the kinks that's worth picking up. And then it ended up in a Neil Young phase. And let me see what the Neil... And not because the two are related at all, or that at least that I know of. Maybe I'll discover it like you did, but that's that's where I am now. How many Neil Young CDs? <laughs> how many does he, does he have or how he many are f- worth having? No, how many does he have? He has about what, like thirty? Oh, too much to follow. And the thing with the thing with Neil Young is, is also the live catalog. That's Oof, yeah. You can't you can't really ignore it because it's kind of a lot of the stuff with his band Crazy Horse is worth hearing for the live stuff. His his two earliest live albums are essentials to his catalog. Not to put like one of one of the albums was outtakes from previous records that he recorded live 
and made its own album. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting, but 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 his live stuff is not something you could really ignore if you're going to go throughout the catalog of his. And but Neil Young worth having. I mean, probably from the very beginning, maybe not the first album, but starting from the second album up until arguably 1980. You could maybe cut out some of the late 70s stuff, the last two 70s albums, studio albums, and then you could do the early 90s stuff. I think that's all you need. Well, he still makes music. Yeah, the newer stuff too has its own fan base and it's like, if you're deep into Neil Young, he's still making decent records. Every like third album that he makes is well-liked, but... I'm just going to stick to like the, 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 the old stuff. At some point yeah, it's the, like, it's like climbing a ladder, right? That's it. I'll climb halfway. Yeah, exactly. Um, something that you sent me this morning, I think it was the morning, something super interesting. I had no idea, but it's quest loves 50th birthday today that we're recording. Yeah. So happy birthday quest love. Yeah. It was an article uh, by Discogs. We're going to share it in our story. I, I wanted to share it, but it's now that we're talking about it, we could share it and people will know why we're doing it. But 10 albums that wouldn't be the same without him. Yeah. And there's some pretty big albums in there. The obvious one, D'Angelo Voodoo. Yep. Uh, there was uh, Erica Badu. Yeah. Mama's Which gun. one was it? Mama's yeah. Gun. So long as seat at the table was on it. He had something to do with that? I didn't even know. I didn't even know he had something to do with that until now. Okay. Well, he probably produced, executive produced it? Maybe he did. Well, like on the Childish Gambino, Camp was on that list too, right? Yeah, I don't understand why Camp was on there. I had I never heard anything regarding Questlove. Any of the songs that have like actual drums to them are played by him, it seems. If you read through the article, it says what he contributed to each album. And that's what it had uh, on camp. Uh, so one that really took me back, it shouldn't have, but then I, I put the pieces of the puzzle together, but uh, common uh, like water for chocolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I see even that. I didn't know that. I knew that he was very much involved on voodoo, but I didn't know that even like water for chocolate he was very involved on. And it that's, put me to thinking though. It put me to thinking something though that... maybe having been a Roots fan forever, like you take for granted that they're a band. Yeah. I was thinking of things like Things Fall Apart from the Roots, like those big Roots albums, Illadelph. There's not much acoustic drum on that either. No. Uh, Maybe more, I would say, as of Things Fall Apart and on. Mm, I disagree, because the early ones were very, were very band oriented, and then Illadelph like, took a turn. Wow, I I find like after like things fall apart and on like especially what's that song with uh, that they're playing live in a room. That's things fall apart. Uh, the next movement. Okay, yeah, like I that, I hear. But it. the next movement, I don't necessarily. Th- I'm I'm trying to hear it. I don't think those are, are acoustic drums. 
We gotta go and back to them. production on that too. Like, there's a lot of beats, not necessarily band. Yeah, it could be. I, I would have to revisit. I would have to revisit because I find I hear a lot of the that acoustic jump. What's that album that we really enjoyed? How I got over. Yes. So then after, I'd say after once you get back to phrenology, and then on, they're back to that sound. But that okay. peak moment of Philadelphia and things fall apart are still are very, um, I find, sample and beat oriented. Mm-hmm. Those two know, were maybe on our. I'm, yeah, exactly. The best ones. The best what? roots albums kind of don't have that full band element to them. Well, Philadelphia is like really like that's like hip hop. Like yeah, that's it. It's like, like it's it's like beats it's uh, grimy yeah it's like the their most fuzzy uh grimy you said it type album that they have you know which album that like when i listen to Illadelf, the album that comes closest to it in comparison in sound for me mm-hmm. is the shining swift and western i don't know why all right <sighs> you i you cannot be more right i i some reason i find those it's it's the fuzzy like uh yeah. like the hazy type sound. That's a it's not like too it's not mob deep street street. It's no. it's it's a little milder but in that realm, you know? Yeah. yeah. Man, if 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 you're listening to us, Illadelph Half-Life by the Roots and Things Fall Apart by the Roots yep. are classic material. What's another album on that list, uh, Talib Kweli's Quality. Oh fuck yeah! I didn't. He's another artist I've been meaning to revisit the catalog. Now that we're talking about like listening back to old things, you know, because he, I, I read somewhere that Eardrum was his favorite record, and I was of his, and I was like, I kind of want to rehear his stuff to see how I how it holds up for me. But um, I didn't know his involvement on that either, and from the article, I also learned that Most Def was supposed to be preparing. Black Star 2 with Talib, but he got his acting job for, he got his acting gig for the Italian job. What a good movie. <laughs> I think I saw, I, that in, I saw that in theaters. <laughs> That's a good movie. But um, that is ultimately what put on hold Black Star 2 for the first time way back. And well, now I think f- it's just not going to happen, no. but. Well, most Def doesn't make music. He just goes on Instagram and does freestyle things. So, yeah, I just want to message him and say, "Where's my album?" But <laughs> I doubt he—I doubt he'll answer me. Probably won't. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, that, it, it, it's crazy that he's fifty years old. You know what, what's what's awesome about Questlove? He's such an easygoing guy, fun guy, like. A lot of people take away from the music that he does and just as a genuine down to earth guy. He's a hip hop figure. Yes. And even if you're not familiar with the roots music, Quest Love is a, is a, is a caricature for hip hop. Yes. He's like this great figure for hip hop that, I don't know, for me, it's like. He's a hip hop head of, too, huh? Oh, well, he's a music head in general. A huge music music head. He's spoken about... I've read something where he talks about TV on the radio, if I'm not mistaken. Very possible. 
I've heard I've heard him talk about. I mean, he he's 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 like a he's like an obsessive like us type of shit. Yeah, um, and he was also on Sesame Street on my kids' favorite Sesame Street episode, That's which good. I actually have has Questlove mm-hmm. uh, and Grover. It's a music episode. Childish Gambino was there. Mm-hmm. Um, as uh, you, you saw the episode, you were over. We watched this episode together. Oh yeah, you put it on the time. Yeah. Um, and Questlove is on that episode with Grover. They both have their own drum set, and Grover actually is trying to show Questlove how to play drums because he thinks Questlove doesn't know how to play drums. But it was supposed to be the reverse, where Questlove was a special guest with Grover and was supposed to play teach Grover how to play drums. But it flipped. Oh, Anyways, it was just tricky. Yeah, yeah. And Grover just doing like the simplest thing that I could do on drums, and then Questlove <laughs> just says, "Okay, let me show you how it's really done." It was super cool. Talking about Sesame Street, uh, do you have a top three uh, Sesame Street characters? Yes. Uh, number three. Yeah. Is gonna have to be. Uh, I like Ernie and Bert. I'll be really honest. Okay. Pause. But I like Ernie and Bert. So I would go number three, Ernie and Bert. Number two. Are you putting them together? Yeah, you can't really take them apart. Yeah. I would put number two, would probably be. Uh, Cookie Monster. Oh, okay. And number one, Oscar the Grouch. Okay, that's a good three. You? Um, I mean, I got to go back to my, my Sesame Street days to, to give you this the best way possible. Uh, number three was Snuffleupagus. Is he still around? Yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. So that's a number three for me. Number two was Grover. Something about Grover I just identified with, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and uh, I think it was just how easy and simple he was. Anyway, and number one was the Count. Really? Fucking love the Count. I used to obsess over the Count. Oh, wow, I'm yeah. actually shocked. Why well, you not a Count? The count. Eh, not really. I mean, I'd probably be annoyed of him as a grown-up now, but. He's As very a, annoying. He could be annoying. He could be annoying. I could see why he would be. Um, but I also feel like maybe I'm missing characters. So. Yeah. I I just, when I was young, I really liked the Ernie and Bert, like, scenes that they used to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, Childish Gambino's part that he plays is LMNOP. But that's and also a spoiler, right? Because people, because you only find that at the end of the episode. No, you no, it's the beginning. Okay, I thought he, like, when he comes on stage, it's like, oh, shit, Childish Gambino. So uh, we have some plans coming up for you guys. We do. Now that we're doing this, uh, we could kind of unblock a bit. Yeah, we got... the slow uh, start to the year. Yeah, we got the Dilla Week coming up. Yeah. We should have done a, an inauguration concert episode since... Uh, Oof. As we're recording this, there's a party at the White House. I don't know. Is it is it is it a uh, is it a uh, are they all doing this remote? No, no, they're all there. Wow, everybody's there. Uh, J Lo, 
uh, I don't common if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there are a couple of other people, and for some reason, there. yes, Bruce Springsteen is no, there. Bon Jovi's there. Bon Jovi's there. Washington's looking a lot like New Jersey tonight. Yep. Shout out Bon Jovi and Bruce Springsteen. Um, so, for, so yeah, our future, so, our future plans. Yeah, let's see. we got that, uh, and uh, thank you guys for sticking around with us. This was I like this test episode. I like working from my basement. I'll be honest with you, my arm is numb. Because you have to hold the mic up. Yeah, because if I move, you'll hear it. Hey, anything coming out? Anything big coming out? I've got nothing uh, this week, no, and I don't have the list in front of me to double check that. But I'll say there's nothing. January is looking very stale. It's slow. January is always a bit slow. Jasmine Sullivan put out a good record. Already? Like that kind of, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I feel like that kind of like soul R&B, uh, like a good pop. Well, it was a bit more, it was a bit less pop than the previous stuff, but it was interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, for me, there's absolutely nothing coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually happy. Oh, no, actually, no, I'm a liar. The... There is something coming. I just don't know the date. It's in February. But yeah. But uh, I'm just having fun listening to other stuff and discovering new artists. So, and yeah, old shit is good. It's good, like, getting back into... Like, we did, like, what, two full weeks of just listening to Doom? I was on a big Doom high, yeah. And then I got into a Talking Heads high again. That's maybe just regular for me. I went from Doom... I went from Doom to Madlib. Mm. Uh, it wasn't a phase. I just listened to all the albums, and then we're, I'm just doing the Dillas. Yeah, you're in an instrumental phase. It seems. I just I've been, I'm working, and the store's not open, so like the music is just playing. Yeah. So, but I'm going to things that I just. It's more like easy. Yeah, laid back. You know what I mean? Like the Slum Village, the J-Lib, all that stuff too. Yeah. The Quasimodo, like it's... I actually listened to most Death True Magic yesterday. How does that age? Because <laughs> I, I remember thinking it was actually underrated. Getting into hip-hop, I thought that album was very underrated. True Magic by most Death is his third. It's third on the list. Okay. Black oh, yeah, on both sides. yeah. Ecstatic are clearly one and two. Yeah, and True Magic, he has some, like, he does a lot of things on there that a lot of MCs don't do. Uh-huh. Like, he's, like, doing the singing. Yeah, 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 he switches it up on that a lot. Yeah, yeah like, there's some, like, it's, it's just the way he chooses his music on that is, like, all over the place. Yeah. But it sounds good. And the last song, he's just spitting, like, like the fucking that most deaf that we like like black star most deaf mm-hmm. yeah i should go back and to that album that guy could rhyme let's be honest with each oh, other for sure for sure i don't know what uh, it is. it's interesting because i don't know like he rhymes well but i don't know what it is that never works on his albums like why his albums always flop they're too long well the last thing he did was that that ep thing and it flopped because it was just like this it was so scatterbrained like it's it is trying to be too uh what's that word that weird word like when you like experimental yeah experimental but, doesn't work for everyone i guess no and we just want to hear the one with manny fresh and then call it the career yeah 
I sent you a video that was, uh, I sent you a video this week that was a lot of fun. Just because you said most deaf and I thought of people you worked with. But I sent you a gorillas video when they yeah, were performing. Yeah, I watched it. That was fun. So it's yeah, gorillas. it was fun. But was it a surprise? So, well, say what it is first. So it's gorillas performing at the O2 Arena in uh, London. I think they were in the O2. Anyways, so it was, a, mm-hmm. it was, or maybe the old, I don't know, whatever, in England. And um, they're playing Clint Eastwood, which is usually like, that's Adele the Funky Homo Sapiens yeah. uh, song with them. But Dell never toured or never toured with them at the very least. So whenever they'd play that song at the end of the set, it would be some of the MCs that were on tour with them that would come out and perform it. So like the couple of times that I saw them, it'd be the guys from De La Soul that come out and sing or shit like that. So in this one, what happens is they had a song called White Flag on Plastic Beach. And I don't know the name of the two guys that are on that, but it's two British artists and they perform part of the song. And then Maceo from De La Soul comes out and he's holding Doom by the back of the neck and brings him to Damon Albarn and taps, who's, who's singing the chorus at this point, and taps him on the shoulder and turns around. And to Damon Albarn's surprise, he's on stage with MF Doom, who he has a song with from Demon Days. Probably never but, met him. But exactly, he's probably never met him, never performed. And Doom just starts rhyming one of the verses to Ballskin and gets off stage. <laughs> but it was just, it, it just, it reinforced all that fucking thing that we said about Doom being like this magical thing. He came out, he surprised the person whose gig it was, sang a verse and disappeared off. Like, and it was him. It wasn't an impossible. That was him. 100% That's... him. I mean, Maceo would never have brought an, a Doom imposter. No, never. Never. So it was 100% him, if you don't believe it. It just, it just fortified that thing that we said about Doom having this kind of magical aura around him. Like, it's more than just... It's, it's more than just Doom. It's more than just... Like, there's a whole thing to him, you know? Well, it's, it's just like he said to, he, there's an interview with Talib Kweli where Talib Kweli told him, he's like, why do you send imposters? And Doom said, well, if the money is not good, I'm going to send the imposter. But who cares? Because I'm the supervillain. Yeah. So it kind of doesn't bother people because that's his oh. character. Yeah. But the great thing about this was also more proof that it was him was this was in the 2010 era of gorillas, right? Right. Plastic Beach tour in in England. So he just got off the Born Like This tour and couldn't get out of England. Yeah, exactly. So 100% was him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think he has respect enough for like gorillas and De La Soul. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't just... <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't just... It wouldn't... It, like, how would an imposter have even gotten backstage for him to get there anyway exactly <laughs> fuck that's amazing but that was fun that was a fun video i watched yeah, it, was it was like four minutes yeah yeah if you guys want to find it uh it's clint eastwood by gorillas with uh with with doom uh, surprising uh, use youtube you know what to search 
Yeah, just write Doom. You'll you'll come up with a bunch of interviews. You need to put the volume full blast because you can't hear him when he talks. And you know what else is great about Doom? The my favorite thing about <laughs> after he died and us like going on this little trip of him is how in all these interviews he gets asked questions about like, so what's the difference between MF Doom and Victor Vaughn? And us two were two fucking bozos doing a podcast a podcast being like like, well, Victor Vaughn is this and MF Doom is this. And then there's MF Doom in the interview who's like, MF Doom is like, and he's making it up. He's <laughs> making spot. it up as he goes along. And Victor Vaughn is like, he's like a, the same thing as Doom, but younger. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. It's just all coming out on the spot. And we're fucking <laughs> eating it up and saying there's a whole concept behind it. So God God bless MF Doom. Yeah. God bless him because we're going to have laughs forever. Like exactly like Sean Price. Like we can go yeah. and, and watch Sean Price on YouTube or send each other uh, Instagram uh, uh, posts and piss ourselves. We're going to be doing it with MF Doom forever. Yeah. Yeah, the character so God, was the, the the character was great. He was good at what he uh, at what he did. It was more than so, ju- about just the music. So God bless him. Um, we got good feedback on the Doomsday episode, which was much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, same for people listening to our episodes, our earlier episodes in 2020. Thank you for uh, the we feedback got some and love the post on the, on the Kanye episode. Yeah, which was so, which came late, but is always appreciated. Yeah, so if you're bored, go listen to our stuff. We're here. Is there anything else we want to talk about this week? No, I hope that uh, when you when we get off this shit, uh, you it sounds good and it's some good product. I mean, if the conversation's good, you could see past some average quality. But Recording. I mean, we're working on it. I I I, I mean, I'm, I think my audio should be fine. I'm recording using the mic and the interface the way we usually do. It's more yours that I'm, I won't, I won't say I'm not concerned about it. I'm going to just see how it, yeah, let me I'm going to make it work as best as possible. Let me know. And if not, if I got to, we got to tighten it up, then we'll tighten it up. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for checking us out. Thanks uh, for coming back. Does that mean uh, uh, we're done recording together here? No, absolutely not. I like coming there. We'll do it once and now more. that I could drink again, I could steal your beer. Yeah. I'm I'm actually uh, I'm trying a, a cleanse in in uh, in a way. Really? Yeah, I've allowed myself a couple of beers for Super Bowl, but I mean I gotta I gotta cool it. Okay, but if I come over after Super Bowl, we'll have a beer. Okay. I mean, yeah, we'll. Uh, well, or just make you a fucking coffee. I'll make you a coffee. All right, guys. Thank you for checking us out. Yeah, uh, it's good to be back. And, it is. Uh, hope and uh, more stuff to come. Yeah, I hope it sounds good for you guys. Uh, if you have any suge- if, if you have suggestions as to how we could tighten it up or whatever, let us know. Hey, Please. to end this off, if this works, we can have some special guests. We could. You'd have to come here, and we'd have to call a guest. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, that's gonna but- be fun. That'll be after the after the uh, the quarantine uh... surprises. Yeah, we're gonna work some shit out. This is exciting. It's, uh... it's the good stuff.
exciting. It just took a bit of effort and, and, and look at all the possibilities. Yeah, so to finish that off, my arm is fucking numb. So um, I guess I'll talk go. to you. Yeah, talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Take it easy.